0: The forest was dark, and mist drifted between the trees. It wasn't a natural phenomenon. There was something wrong about it. It was too mobile, too dense. A few moments earlier, I'd seen a humanoid shape running from rock to rock ahead of me, so I knew that the Taken were close. Suddenly, I was attacked from behind. I whipped around my flashlight to fight this one off, and two more came from the other side. In a panic, I ripped out a flare, tore it open, and the blinding light made them back off. For a moment, my heart pounded in relief. And then, I heard a new sound. i just earned ten gamer points. Episode 21, for March 17th, 2011. Ten Medals. There's been a lot of writing and discussion about achievements in games, and a lot of it seems kind of mixed. Uh, you see a lot of different opinions that kind of seem to be talking past each other and not quite sure what they're talking about. And that kind of makes sense because. When we talk about achievements, we're talking about a whole lot of different things. Achievements in their modern form were pretty much invented by Microsoft for their uh, Xbox Live system, where you earn achievements that are reflected on your gamer score. And so as a result, when many people talk about achievements, they're talking about the specific implementation that Microsoft uses for its Xbox achievements. But even there, there are several different things you can discuss here. Are you talking about the specific user experience elements of the sound that occurs, the thing that pops up on your screen? Are you talking about the metagame where you're competing with others in order to raise your gamer score? Or are you discussing the effect that having these external goals has on a game? And then there are different things you can discuss that don't directly apply to Microsoft's implementation. Things like achievements that unlock content in a game or even in a different game. Things like achievements as primary goals in a game or achievements that are tied into in-game progress so that you gain experience points for your character through achieving secondary goals I tend to come down pretty firmly in the achievements are a good idea camp I like the idea of offering recognition of secondary game goals often when you're playing through a game you're pursuing the the main goal of the game or the, the primary storyline, and there's a lot of potential game content and potential play in your game experience that isn't encompassed by the primary rewards. You can get to the end of the level, but how fast did you do it, how... Extensively Did you complete the, the minor goals within the level? Um, did you notice a cool other thing you can do? There may be another method of play that you could use to achieve your primary goal that isn't the approach that you've been taking. All these things can be made more real and transformed into rewarded activities by constructing achievements for them. As far as criticisms, I think most of the criticisms that I'm hearing are perfectly valid. Uh, the criticism that achievements tend to pull you out of the game, totally genuine. Uh, if you've got a game, like my example of Alan Wake, where you have a dark, tense situation, everything is black and creepy, and then all of a sudden you hear a happy noise and a branded... Uh, UI overlay slides into the screen inform you that you've achieved a cleverly named achievement, that totally pulls you out of the fiction and it it really interferes with the artistic process that this game is doing. So as far as UI, I think that you need to be very careful about when you report achievements and how they're portrayed to the player. It isn't quite as simple as it might otherwise be. Um, I'm inclined to say, well, Game should be able to just suppress that, or wait until they reach uh, a calm point before they present the achievement. But consider someone who's played through the game and is going back and trying to finish up a few achievements. That player is going to want to get near immediate feedback that they've achieved something. So they don't want to have to go through an entire fight and then find out at the end that they did, or worse, didn't get the achievement they were trying for, and have to retry. Um, I think that there should probably be a way to either customize any uh, user interface overlays that you're using for achievement display, uh, so that you know you could color it black if it's a dark game, or whatever, use a different sound. And there should be essentially two forms of your achievement overlay: one which is used for notifying the player of getting an achievement during a time which in which you don't worry about messing them up. Don't worry about interfering with their play, and that can be your big platform branded or whatever thing that shows the cutesy name and so on. Alternately, you should have a, a very small and subtle thing that you'd only really notice if you're looking for it, or it, or it triggers sort of in your periphery, um, that you can then go to a menu or something to check and make sure that it's the achievement you thought it was, and that one would be used for situations in which you want to avoid pulling the player out of the fiction. Um, so but user experience elements are such a minor part of this. I'm much more interested in the the gameplay effect and the effect on the player's long-term experience rather than their immediate uh immersion or not. Another complaint that's made about achievements is that they're they often feel sort of arbitrary. And as with many things in game design and in art in general, this is not as much a case of a bad idea as it is an idea badly implemented. You'll sometimes see, a oh heck, you'll often see achievements for things that the player was kind of going to do anyway. Um, the The most egregious example of this that I see once in a while is getting an achievement for finishing the tutorial. I think I might be guilty of this myself. Uh, in Baby's Dream of Dead Worlds, but if you give someone an achievement for going through a mandatory part of the game that teaches them how to play the game and is supposed to be really easy to finish, that's it's like giving someone a sticker for going to the bathroom in the potty instead of on the floor. It, it's something that's really basic for most of the people you're going to be dealing with, and it's, it's sort of part of the base expectation of them interacting with your game. You shouldn't go, oh, wow, good job, for just going through your lesson. Likewise, I'm kind of iffy about giving achievements for things like getting partway through the game. Like, oh, you've beat three of ten levels? Great. You get an achievement for that. Because Theoretically, you shouldn't be rewarding the pl- you should be rewarding the player within the game rather than outside of the game. Um, although that pulls into an interesting question, which is what are achievements for? There are two camps to this. The original intent that Xbox and Microsoft seem to have for for their original implementation of achievements is They are a way for you to compare how good you are at a game with your friends. So, in that sense, and if you've got a game where the challenge lies in progressing through the game, that's a case where, sure, give an achievement for beating every level. Give an achievement for beating the game. Because then the achievement is a badge that you can wear publicly and say, Hey, look at me. I'm awesome. I beat. I don't know, Super Street Fighter Four, whatever. But on the other hand, achievements have developed and sort of become a way of providing secondary reinforcement for goals that aren't part of the main game use case, uh, to use a software engineering term. Providing achievements for killing enemies using the physics system instead of your weapons is an example of an achievement where you're rewarding the player for being creative with their use of the game system. Rewarding the player for achieving a goal without doing a primary action enforces uh, an optional form of play and also informs the player that they can do this as a goal that is intended by the author. Um, Perfect Cell is a game by Moby Games for the iPhone, and it contains a little tag that you get on each level you complete that is no kills. If you're clever about it, you can complete any level in that game without killing a single person. And so you get an award recognizing the fact that you were able to beat that area nonviolently. And in a sense, these two forms of achievements are at odds with each other. If achievements are to demonstrate your skill with playing a game, then you want your achievements to reflect the primary actions of that game. You want it to be, hey, I beat this level, or at, at its most convoluted, I beat this level with a certain amount of health remaining, or with a certain number of points. On the other hand, if achievements are there to provide a reward for things that the game doesn't reward with primary gameplay, then you don't want any of those. You want your rewards to all be secondary things, all be things like, hey, did you find the optional collectibles? Did you realize that you could use A weapon rather than B weapon to, to deal with this situation? Did you find all the alternate solutions for these puzzles? Etc. Etc." And I think that what we see with most games is they'll, the developers will chop up the the achievements. And usually you'll get maybe a quarter to a third of the achievements are, hey, you beat this level, good job, you reached this point in the game, you would have done this anyway. And then the remainder are secondary things. They're things that maybe the game encourages, but doesn't require, or they're things that are totally secondary, off-the-wall goals. I think that one thing that's important with any achievement is that it should not be able to be accomplished accidentally. So the, the, the scaling of the difficulty of achievements should be managed so that the player is never surprised that they've achieved something. They might be surprised that the game recognizes this thing that they've achieved, but if over the course of a game you're expected to kill enemies and you'll kill 2,000 of them from the beginning of the game to the end, you should not get an achievement for killing 50. Because this is something that you're just going to do. It's not something that reflects any personal skill. It doesn't reflect any particular progress in the game. It doesn't fit either of these templates. And I see a decent amount of achievements that have this problem where it's just as you're playing the game, it'll go do-deep and say, Hey, you achieved something, and you go, Huh, that doesn't seem like much of an achievement to me. So generally, regardless of your perspective on what achievements are for and why they exist and what you're trying to do with them, you want them to be things that somehow reflect an achievement. They should be something that the player has done that deserves recognition. So either it's they've recognized something special that you can do with the system that is not part of your normal everyday interaction with it, or it recognizes actual progress within the game's story or level progression or it recognizes extraordinary skill within the game and it doesn't need to be too extraordinary just oh hey your accuracy is 70% on this level when the average accuracy is 50 okay great that's a that counts as something that that's cool maybe you can have an especially difficult one to achieve that is 100% accuracy in addition to that that gives more gamer points or congregate XP or whatever system you're using. Speaking of the whole point system, I, I'm really not sure about it. The implementation that I see on the Xbox where each game gives you say up to a thousand gamer points and you can achieve goals and it just all gets added into one lump sum, that you can then compare with other people. I think that's appalling. I, I really don't like the Xbox system because it's it's setting up a comparison between you and another player, but it's so utterly mercenary because if each game can give a thousand gamer points, then the person who's bought and a hundred percent at ten games has 10,000, and the person who's bought 100% of one game has 1,000, even though they've both demonstrated an approximately equivalent amount of skill. So it, it serves more as how many games have you bought compared to people of equivalent skill, rather than how skillful are you compared to other players. I'd much prefer to see the gamer score represented as your total percentage of games, uh, of game, gamer points achieved for how many is possible with the games that you've purchased. And uh, I, I don't like the, the very commercial nature of, of Xbox Game points. I mean, I understand why they do it, of course, because they want to sell games, but I think that it would be more effective if it were were a percentage as a, as a game mechanic for this metagame that they've set up around Gamerscore. I'm a little more okay with how, say, Congregate, the Flash Portal, does it, because on Congregate, every game, theoretically, is free and is accessible to anyone. So it, it does represent how obsessively dedicated you are to spending all your time playing Flash games, but at least it's actually a reflection of your devotion rather than your bank account. I think I've just barely touched upon the ideas of achievements, but I hope that I've given some of my feelings about it. And the most important lesson, I think, to, to internalize about achievements is that they are a bunch of different things. Achievements are everything from the metagame to how you recognize secondary goals to the user interface you use to present it. And if you're going to say things like, oh, achievements suck, make sure that you say, what about achievements suck? Because I find it hard to believe that the people who are very disapproving of achievements actually think that every single part of the idea is bad. Please comment at ludusnovus.net if you have anything you'd like to add, if you vehemently disagree with everything I say, or if you've just got a funny story of how an achievement interfered with your game experience. Otherwise, I will talk at you again later. I intend to start getting these out on a slightly more regular schedule. We'll see how that goes, because I know I've said that before. Ludus Novus was created by Gregory Weir. It's available under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license, which means you can do what you want with it as long as you don't make any money off of it and use the same license. And the music for this episode is The Temple by Out of Orion, available on gemendo.com under that same license. See you later.